America. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. Welcome back to America First. I'm your host, JWR. We have a few things to talk about today. Before we get into that, we have a weekly segment of Today in History. Today in History, in 1960, the first televised debate between presidential candidates for the U.S. 1960 election takes place in Chicago between U.S. Senator John F. Kennedy, the Democratic nominee, and Vice President Richard Nixon, the Republican nominee. The debate was watched by an estimated 80 million viewers, or close to half the population of the United States. The debate was a success for Kennedy, who was generally considered to have won the debate. And my, have the debates grown since then. (laughs) Anyway, on to the news. First, U.S. authorities have closed part of the Texas border to block Haitian migrants from entering through Mexico. In efforts to slow the flow of migrants entering Del Rio, Texas, through Mexico, uh... The U.S. closed off a stretch of the border on Sunday. This comes after thousands of Haitian refugees set up camp in the region. Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz reported more than 3,000 migrants had been removed from the camp and predicted the remaining 12,600 would be gone within the week. We are working around the clock to expeditiously move migrants out of the out of the heat elements and from underneath the, this bridge to our processing facilities in order to quickly process and remove individuals from the United States. Consistent with our laws and our policies, said Ortiz. For three weeks now, Haitian refugees have been escaping poverty, hunger, and hopelessness in their homeland in the search for a better life in the U.S., uh, in the U.S., migrants were reported re-entering Mexico to buy resources and then crossed back over to the Texas, returning to their campsite. Many Haitians explained they initially meant to settle in South America but couldn't attain legal status and also struggled with racism and finding work. During, pres- uh, during President Donald Trump's rule, his administration issued the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's public health order known as Title 42, which allows most migrants to be expelled out of the country without the chance of claiming asylum. The Biden administration has kept this order in place even though they haven't been evacuating most families. Three planes have already transported around a quarter of the migrants at the camp in Del Rio back to Haiti or to processing centers. In the meantime, U.S. officials said starting on Sunday, five to eight planes will transport the remaining migrants. Additionally, 400 more agents will be stationed at the camp to regulate the process of removal. Next, Dean Heller, a former Nevada senator, officially launched the bid for governor in the state. He announced his candidacy Monday, joining the crowded field of Republicans vying to unseat Democrat Steve uh, Sisolak. Heller re-entered the political field three years after losing his Senate seat in 2018. In his campaign launch video, the Republican said he's fed up with mask mandates, lockdowns, and efforts to defund the police. Heller went on to say he's sick of seeing abortion clinics open while churches and schools are closed. Six other Republicans have already entered the race, including North Las Vegas Mayor John Lee and Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo. So it looks like there's going to be... 
hefty fight for that seat. We'll uh, see how that goes. Next. <clears throat> Sorry. Next. According to Pfizer, recent clinical trials show their COVID-19 vaccine is safe and creates strong antibodies in children aged 5 to 11 years old. In a highly anticipated press release Monday, the medical research company said it would seek FDA emergency use authorization for the vaccines in children and by the end of the month. Or by the end of the month. Pfizer said they used a third of the full-size dosage for their clinical trials with, uh, with children and reportedly saw antibodies just as strong as those found in fully vaccinated adults. We measure the ability of antibody from the children that were vaccinated to kill the virus and how well that matched up the antibody from 16 to 25 year olds, explained Dr. Bill Gruber, Pfizer's senior vice president, and it matched very closely. This comes as critics argue more data is needed to support the group. Next, the battle for the election integrity in Georgia is moving full speed ahead. A court hearing in Fulton County is set to begin Monday to determine whether attorneys can investigate mail-in ballots. According to Georgia State Senator Burt Jones, taxpayers deserve to see if the 147,000 absentee ballots in the Peach State's most populous county were counted dishonestly. We've got to get people's confidence back in the election process, and the only way to do that is to have a mass overhaul of how, particularly, the 2020 election was run. He stated, and it should be a partisan issue. In Fulton County, at least 385 absentee balance tra uh, transfer forms are still reportedly missing, which would account for about 18,901 votes. This came after Joe Biden won the state by less than 12,000 votes. I think if it's the utmost importance that we do more than what we've already done to try to let the people know, our, con our constituents know that we are listening to them and we are hearing them, said Jones. In an effort to make sure his con uh, constituents know their concerns are not falling on deaf ears, Jones has called for further investigation into the 2020 U.S. presidential election. If people don't have confidence in equipment that you're using, they won't show up to vote, he explained. And if they don't show up to vote and people no longer believe in the integrity of the vote, you'll cease to have a democracy. Jones said at this point it's clear that simply passing election integrity bills is not enough to get Americans to forget about stacks of fraud in the last year's election. He's urging further investigation into the 2020 election cycle. In the meantime, the court's ruling is stated is slated to be announced this week. Next, a group of more than two dozen GOP governors fired off a letter to Joe Biden in which they requ or requested a meeting at the White House regarding the crisis at the southern border. In the open letters signed by 26 governors Monday... They said the crisis now extends beyond every state and requires immediate action before it gets even worse. The governors also said the situation has endangered public health and safety in their states by opening the floodgates to human trafficking as well as drug smuggling. According to the groups, apprehensions are up by more than 500% compared to last year. The governors are asking Biden to, for an open and constructive dialogue about border enforcement they want, to, uh, they want a meeting within the next 15 days. Meanwhile, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas spoke at the border crossing at Del Rio, 
Texas to address the ongoing migrant crisis there. During a speech Monday morning, he said there are currently 600 agents, DHS, DHS personnel, and volunteers assisting border security efforts at the Del Rio crossing. Over the past month, thousands of Haitian migrants have flooded that area of the border, with many resorting to camping out under a bridge. Earlier this year, uh, the White House halted deportation flights for Haitians following the assassination of the Caribbean nation's president. Mayorkas said now, however, they are working to speed up flights back to the country amid the ongoing migrant surge. Next, Joe Biden said the U.S. would not seek a new Cold War with China in his address to the United Nations today. Uh, or, sorry, Tuesday. Biden said the U.S. was ready to work with any nation that steps up and pursues a peaceful resolution to, uh, to share challenges. Biden also emphasized the need for global cooperation to defeat the coronavirus pandemic as well as prepare for future threats to public health. He said this was a decisive decade for our world and an inflection uh, inflection point in history. Biden asserted the U.S. would continue being a leader on the world stage. The United States will compete and will compete vigorously and lead with our values and strength, he asserted. We'll stand up for our allies, allies and our friends and oppose attempts by stronger countries to dominate weaker ones, whether through changes to territory by force, economic co coercion, uh, technological exploitation, or disinformation. Biden went on to say the U.S. would continue to renew and defend democracy no matter how challenging. Next. Britain has been looking to take steps with the U.S. when it comes to trade between the two nations. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill met with U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson on Wednesday to discuss what Johnson has called a bigger free trade deal. Johnson touted an agreement with the U.S. on trade as a positive side effect of Brexit. However, when Joe Biden took office, those hopes seemed to fade. During their meeting on Tuesday, Johnson received little encouragement from Biden in terms of trade, but Johnson has held out hope that a deal could be made. No, I don't agree with that at all. I think there is every prospect of a free trade deal with the United States, but in the meantime, what we are doing is taking practical steps to help our exporters. So you've already seen the ban on British beef lifted. You've seen the tariffs come off Scotch whiskey. We've sorted out the Airbus-Boeing dispute, which has been going on for decades. Uh, Johnson said his aim was to take smaller steps toward mending the nation's trade relations. So we'll keep an eye on that and keep you informed. Next, Kentucky, uh, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul has doubled down on his fight against the Small Business Administration's illegal funding of Planned Parenthood. Under the Trump administration last year, officials found the SBA illegally gave dozens of Planned Parenthood branches about $80 million in loans from the Paycheck Protection Program. The SBA asked the organization to give back the loans after determining, determining that they were ineligible, but some branches refused. In an exclusive interview, uh... Earlier this year, Senator Paul said Planned Parenthood continued to illegally obtain PPP loans under the Biden administration. Paul said he would not give up the fight to hold the SBA accountable. 
we're going to keep on this. We're going to pursue this. We don't think that Planned Parenthood should be getting any taxpayer dollars, but certainly they shouldn't be getting COVID relief money that's not legally destined for them, Paul uh, said. Meanwhile, Senator Paul and Republican members of the Small Business Committee have sent a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland and SBA leaders requesting their help in recovering the funds. The Small Business Committee is also attempting to stop a vote on the SBA's nominee for Deputy Administrator until the agency takes action. Next, a TikTok video that went viral showed a group of Marines in full-dress uniform pushing a woman's car out of a flood waters in Washington. Last week's rescue occurred when six Marine Corps uh, body bearers who... Uh, finished performing a funeral ceremony at Arlington National Cemetery spotted Virginia Waller Torres in distress. In the video, Waller Torres can be seen trapped within the rising floodwaters during the down, a downpour just outside the cemetery when suddenly the six servicemen rushed over to rescue her. All six men were able to successfully push the woman's car under an overpass as police arrived on the scene and took over. It was like they were sent from somewhere else from a higher power, said Waller Torres. I thought I could die, a truck could hit us, and it was as though somebody heard me. The TikTok crowd showed massive support for the video, which garnered 4 million views. Following the rescue, Waller Torres said, uh, was reunited with two of the six Marines. It's just about doing the right thing when no one's looking, said one of the, uh, one of the Bodhi Bearer rescuers. Corporal Jared Tosner, we weren't expecting anyone to be recording or looking. We just wanted to do the right thing. Both servicemen said although their team wasn't aware they were being filmed, they hoped their actions inspire others to step up when duty calls. Good job, fellas. Keep up the good work. Next, the Pentagon announced the implementation of a new sexual assault and domestic violence response plan in the military. Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks announced the plan on Wednesday, which includes proposing changes to the Uniform Code of Military Justice and will remove the investigation of sexual assault and domestic violence from the chain of command. Instead of the new office of the Special Victim Prosecutor will handle, instead the office of the Special Victim Prosecutor will handle those investigations, marking the first step in the four-tier plan which is already underway. After an independent review commission established by Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin in February studied sexual assault and harassment in the military for 90 days, more than 80 recommended changes were reported, causing Austin to order the development of a plan in, in July. The preponderance, preponderance of initiatives and resources are focused in our first tier, for instance, it contains three of our highest priority recommendations, including the establishment of the offices of special victim prosecutors, the creation of a full-time and specialized prevention workforce, and the implementation of full-time sexual assault response coordinator and sexual prevention of and sexual sexual assault prevention and response victim advocate positions. Said Hicks <clears throat> during the briefing. Hicks explained in order to implement these recommendations, the Department of Defense will need to establish an entirely new workforce adding, the co uh, adding completion of the first tier will most likely be implemented at the end of, of 2027. 
The military services are eager, eager to move as fast as possible, she said. They would like to make sure that as much as we can... They would like to make sure as much as we can is in this first wave, the first tier of active activity. And I think what we're trying to balance is the expert advice we've been given to make sure we do this well. The Independent Review Commission, led by former White House advisor on violence against women, Lynn Rosenthal, promised to seek major changes that could improve care for victims and hold abusers accountable. The efforts in this in this space will be given will be the biggest ever attempted and the first of its kind. So, building a prevention workforce, building the accountability approach, very specifically around sexual assault, sexual harassment, and related crimes. This will be the first of its kind and first of its kind endeavor. Stated Hicks, we want to move fast, but we want to make sure that these changes last and we build back that trust in the force. Joe Biden offered support for this plan, calling it among the most significant reforms to the U.S. military in recent years. In the meantime, the Department of Defense has not yet specified how it will deal with sexual assault and harassment claims while the plan is being implemented, and officials say the first tier is estimated to cost around $4.6 billion between 2022 and 2027. Next. A group of House Republicans have filed articles of impeachment against Joe Biden following the move on Wednesday. Representative Bob Gibbs of Ohio said the Democrat is in clear violation of his duties. The Ohio lawmaker criticized Biden's handling of the southern border while noting his willful negligence of the crisis is a failure to maintain and defend American sovereignty. White House Press Secretary Jen Jen Psaki uh, has even admitted she does not recall a time Biden has been to the border. The question at Wednesday's press conference alleged there was no record of Biden visiting the border, even though he was dubbed former President Barack Obama's border czar during his vice presidency. Kamala Harris now occupies that unofficial title and is yet to visit Del Rio, Texas, amid the migrant crisis, despite the apparent lack of attention onto the border from either official uh, Saki pl- claimed the crisis is a result of a failed system worsened by the previous administration. Meanwhile, Senator Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said the southern border crisis is a textbook failure of presidential leadership. On Wednesday, the Kentucky lawmakers stressed citizens deserve better as do the migrants who were lured into nightmarish conditions by Democrat policies. His comments came as reports indicated more than more Haitian migrants were headed to the southern border, adding to the roughly 8,000 migrants still camped under the bridge in Del Rio. On top of this crisis, Representative Gibbs also pointed to Biden's attempts to restore the eviction moratorium while slamming Biden for what he called a violation of the separation of powers as the order was struck down by the Supreme Court. He asserted these efforts are clearly, clearly unconstitutional actions. The Republican representative is joined by four others, including Representative Andy Biggs uh, of Arizona and formally calling for Biden's removal. Next, well, it seems like a lot's going on. (laughs) Congress recently explored the impact of COVID-19 lockdown mandates on young Americans. On Wednesday, the House Energy and Commerce Committee 
discuss the disruption of in-person learning and hit and heard testimony from health experts. Dr. Tracy Hogue warned school closures have actually damaged students' physical health. The physician went on to add children continue to miss out on physical education classes. It's screen time. It's increasing amounts of abuse at home. It's poor diet, explained the doctor. You know, kids, when they're at home, their parents are usually working, not inside of the house. And so... Uh, and so it's been it's been concerning effect that kids are left to their own devices and not in PE or getting the same amounts of physical activity, not going uh, not going out to recess. While taking the Twitter after the hearing, she said she cannot emphasize enough that schools are overall safer than the community for uh, for kids in terms of COVID and overall health and safety. So if you are homeschooling, you know, make sure everybody's getting proper exercise and diet and stuff. Not saying that don't already get that or whatever, but just make sure they're healthy. Hello, my fellow Americans. It's me, JWR, just chiming in to tell you about our new merch line. If you go to redbubble.com and look up America First Podcast, you'll find multiple items with our logo on it. Any and all purchases will go to bettering the podcast and to some charities. But uh, yeah, just check it out. We got shirts, bags, stickers, pins, cups. But uh, anyway, again, this has been JWR from America First. And thanks for tuning in. And thank you for your support. Next, Congressional Democrats rolled out their plan for financing the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer enthusiastically addressed the press Thursday after Joe Biden met with Democrat leaders to ensure his administration's agenda is passed. The Budget Committee is going to be marking up the bill in a timely fashion in time for us to send it to to the Rules Committee for consideration, said Pelosi. To that end, a very important part of all this, of all of this, are the pay fors. How we want to build back better in a way that is fiscally sound. The framework is a move by uh, arbitrators to retain moderate support while assuring progressives their key points will remain in the package. Members of both the House and the Senate have expressed reservations against the bill in the past. Representative Tom Suozzi of New York said this would only vote for the bill, said he would only vote for the bill if the state and local tax deduction cap was replaced, was repealed, sorry. Meanwhile, both uh, Senator Kristen Sinema of Arizona and Senator Joe Manchin of uh, West Virginia have stated they would not support the bill unless it was trimmed down. Pelosi has argued they are placing too much importance on the numbers. It's not about the pri- a price tag, it's about values, not dollars, said the uh, House Speaker. And when we come to agreement on what people are for on what people are for or what they would cut if they wanted to do this, what would you cut? But our goal is to have a very specific priorities. Uh, 
When asked about party solidarity, Pelosi expressed confidence in, an un, in a unified front moving forward. We have consensus in overwhelmingly maybe 10 to 1, 20 to 1 in our caucus as to these priorities. Uh, she stated a higher percentage in the Senate, but we wanted to make sure that it was paid for, and I've always said I'm a pay-go person. Pelosi has yet to commit to a, uh, to a date to introduce the bill on the House floor. Next, Southern California faces a worsening backlog of cargo ships in the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach. According to reports on Thursday, at least 65 cargo ships are anchored outside the port of L.A. waiting, on, waiting to offload their cargo. This is almost twice as many ships as just one month ago. Port officials pointed to a lack of workers and COVID restrictions as the reason they were unable to offload cargo quicker. They added they're now working to add weekend and overnight shifts in order to ease the backlog. Officials also explained there's a lack of trucks and the freight rail isn't allowing a steady movement of cargo out of the ports fast enough. Our dwell time uh, for on-dock rail has come down just a bit at 11.7 days from the all-time high. Much more work is happening uh, there with our Western Railroad partners and PHL here locally in Los Angeles. We're also seeing that on-dock rail containers waiting to be loaded is nearly 8,000 units. Uh, that's about four times what it should be at this juncture. Mentioned Gene Soroka, the executive director at the Port of Los Angeles. The ports of LA and Long Beach handled some 40% of all cargo traffic coming into the U.S. In the meantime, officials said they're not expecting the backlog to clear anytime soon due to record high volumes of cargo imports. Next, Florida has acquired thousands of monoclonal antibody treatments on its own. After the Biden administration rationed federal doses, Governor Ron DeSantis announced on Thursday that the Sunshine State reached a deal for 3,000 doses with pharmaceutical company GlaxoSmithKline. We're going to uh, be able to use that Sotrovimab, S-O-T-R-O-V-I-M-A-B, to the bridge or to bridge some of the gaps that are going to be developing as a result of the Biden administration dramatically cutting medications to the state of Florida, explained DeSantis. DeSantis went or DeSantis said he was excited when Joe Biden announced the federal government would be increasing shipments of monoclonal antibodies to the state by 50%. However, the treatments were distributed even among evenly among all states, regardless of demand resulting in less shipments for Florida. So statewide, uh, so statewide in Florida, where we had 40 to 45,000 doses a week just a few weeks ago, we're now just less than 18,000 doses of Regeneron. We have to provide to Lee Health, we have to provide to Tampa General, and we have to provide for, uh, for our sites, and that's not a good situation to be in, said DeSantis. That's not a 50% increase. That's a dramatic reduction. Meanwhile, DeSantis has estimated that thousands of Floridians have been able to avoid going to the hospital after getting COVID-19 for being exposed 
to a positive case because of the treatments. Next and finally, the U.S. District Court of Wyoming has issued a federal arrest warrant for Brian Laundrie as authorities continue to search for him. In a statement Thursday, the FBI's Denver field office said the warrant was issued pursuant to a federal grand jury indictment related to Laundrie's activities following the death of 22-year-old Gabby Petito. Laundrie is being charged with intent to defraud a Capital One bank card. However, the indictment does not say who the card belongs to. This comes days after Petito's body was found and authorities ruled her death a homicide. Family members of Petito have suggested Laundrie is in hiding. They also took aim at at the Laundrie family's attorney for participating in what they call what they have deemed a massive cover-up. An installing tactic, meanwhile, authorities reported uh, search crews were motivated to find the only person of interest in the case. We're out here with our law enforcement partners. We're searching for Brian Laundrie, stated Joe Fussell of North Pole or North Northport Police Department. We've deployed numerous resources and we are trying to cover every acre in this preserve. Fussel, or Fussel, however you want to say it. Uh, stressed, law enforcement partners are working around the clock in efforts to bring justice to the Petito family. He said crews using ATVs, dogs, dive teams, and sonar equipment to analyze large bodies of water as almost 75% of where the manhunt is taking place is water. The FBI confirmed the body found in Wyoming in a Wyoming National Park last week belonged to Petito. On Tuesday, FBI in Denver said the coroner's initial determination for the manner of death was a homicide. However, the agency added that Petito's official cause of death remains pending until final autopsy results. Laundrie, who has not been charged with a crime or named a suspect in the case, has been missing now for one week. He was on a cross-country van trip with Petito when she disappeared and he returned home to Florida without her. Officials have warned Laundrie is running out of time to hide with each passing moment. And that's all we have for this week. Thank you for listening in on today's episode. Be sure to check out previous episodes to stay up to date. And follow us on Twitter at capital S, lowercase c-m-b-a-g, capital N. Any and all pro uh, profits, including sponsor revenue and viewer-donated revenue, will be donated to the Serious Fund Network for Disabled Kids. So if you decide to donate to us, you know where your money is going. So until the next time, America, I've been your host, JWR. And remember, stay informed, stay involved, and keep America first. <laughs>